I've designed a game which I think works, okay? This is pretty out there. It's called the PWI 500 Blackjack Mulligan. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. My name is Rich. Welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. I'm here with Tax. Hello, everyone. The purveyor of sparkly pants and costume changes. Two costume changes at this weekend's show. uh, I think it went down well. Managed to kick something off the bucket list. Always wanted to be in a rumble. Entered number four. Entered <laughs> before number... Well, entered number four. Got eliminated before number five came out. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> you might tell that we have a slightly different audio setup today. Uh, we're using two different mics because I was listening to the podcast last week and it sounded a bit midi, a bit deadish. So we're using... Um, what are these called? Condenser mics? Yeah. So it should sound louder and crisper is the idea. Episode three, it looks like we've really uh, upped our gear already. Clearly the uh, the money's coming in from Squarespace. Is, oh, uh... yes. <laughs> <laughs> God. We should probably talk about like not wanting to do podcast sponsorships unless you've got loads of money you're going to give us. Or it's things we really like. So if anyone out there would like to give me a no, the Snowdonian Cheese Company would like mm. to sponsor this podcast, I'd be all on board for oh. that. A bit of lilt would be nice. Oh, very I love nice. A good can of lilt. <laughs> a totally tropical taste. Oh. In conjunction with the World of Wrestling podcast. Totally tropical taste. <laughs> lilt. <laughs> so um, I'm a little ill this week, hence why I'm a bit croaky and drinking tea. So you're going to hear that because we've got these new microphones. But we are doing the Stardom Five Star Grand Prix Night Nine, the finals. This was a great little show. This was my selection, following on from uh, Triple Mania last week, which was a bit of a, well, a bit of a slog to say the least. Hmm. This was just under two hours um, for day nine of the tournament. It'd been a round robin tournament that um, the ladies had been part of of Stardom. They had, I think this is either their third or fourth year that they've done this uh, five star Grand Prix. Okay, I was impressed with the attendance of this. Okay, yeah. So there were 763 people. Really? I got this offline. I didn't sit there and just count people uh, whilst we were watching mm. it. It didn't look like there was that many. No, but that's that's the stats and that's on different sites as well. So okay. 763 um, in attendance for it. And already they made more noise than what anyone did at Triple, Triple Mania, <laughs> which we covered last week. Uh, compared to Triple Mania, this was a breeze and enjoyable to watch. This, finally. This, this was great. I really enjoyed this show. Um, I said that I enjoyed Triple Mania purely because it was just ludicrous wrestling. But this, there were some female wrestlers um, in stardom who I'd known of, some who are now with WWE, some who are UK, some US talent. I'd never watched any stardom really before this. I'd seen bits and bobs. Uh, when Kari Sane was announced coming to WWE, I'd looked her up and seen some of her work there. Um, I'd seen bits of Tony Storm and Viper there because obviously coming from the UK scene, it was easy to kind of find their work. Um, how much had you seen of Stardom before this? Again, I'd only seen a few matches prior to watching uh, the Five Star Grand Prix. I managed to watch their 2017 New Year's Day show, uh, where I managed to get a couple of matches into it because it was just a, a YouTube feed, which I think is similar to the version that you watched of the Five Star Grand Prix that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So there was ver- there was no commentary, and it ended with a promo of a wrestler who I believe was 14 years old at the time who said, despite it was their New Year's Day show to her opponent, I hope you have a happy Christmas. Yay. I was like, oh, well done. It's close enough. Yeah, <laughs> be fine. it's all fine. Um, but no, it's the first time I've watched the show start to finish for stardom. I said, yeah, uh, me too. occasional matches, Kairi Sane, um, Io Shahiri, um, 
yeah, they're the they Japanese people who I'd seen in this so far. Okay, and again, as you said, Viper and Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray as well. So we both watch different versions. Yeah, we do just talk this. about that, don't we? So yeah. we're in Kurokan Hall, which is pretty awesome. It's a legendary yep. Japanese venue. I watched what I believe is the live broadcasted version. So I had uh, no commentary whatsoever, but I did get pre-match promos, which I don't think you had in your version. No, I had the very polished version with commentary. Mm. There were a couple of promo videos before some of the matches, but I had um, commentary from Bull Nakano. Really? Yeah, Bull wow. Nakano and um, Haro Murata, who, again... I don't I'm, know who that is. I'm not familiar with his work, but Bull Nakano doing commentary for Stardom, yeah. I thought was a really nice touch. Legendary Japanese yeah, guy. Used to beat the shit out of people. Yeah, tough, tough lady. <laughs> tough, brutal, I think is more the word. Imagine her, Klondike Kate, just, <laughs> who can throw a forearm the meatiest. Yeah, definitely. Did you get the opening sequence with all the dancing girls? No. I didn't get this at all. There was pageantry. So as the introduction, there was uh, four dancing girls in the ring. And it was akin to the Nitro Girls Ah. from back in the day. Just a lot less slutty (laughs) and a lot more glamorous. Okay, cool, Um, cool. But yeah, it was was nice. And again, the uh, the audience were polite, respectful to these dancing girls. And and then it went into an opening package of the uh, the round robin tournament which was followed by the table of wins and losses for the first eight days leading into uh, day nine now I found this table uh, pre this event and so I thought it might be interesting to start just by looking at who's got what points and such so there's two blocks there's the red star block and the blue star block um so it's kind of like their G1 yeah is basically what we're getting to at this point so if you've been a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling um, it's, it's like that essentially so the red star block uh, we basically we've got Viper and Mayu Iwatani at both at 10 then we've got Yoko Bitu uh, Yoko Bitu I want to say uh, Kagetsu uh, eight, and then kind of uh, Hana Kimura at six, then a couple at the bottom with two. So Hiromu Mimura, Chris Wolf, and Zia 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 Brookside all with two at the bottom. And so basically, it's uh, Iwatani, Viper, B2, or Kagetsu, which are probably the four that have got the opportunity to get to the final, as yeah. far as I understand the point system. I on the graphics I had on the shows, it would show you the number of matches they had won. Uh, ah, leading into it, right. so while I could see the table with the num- the total number of wins on the right hand side, I couldn't tell who was who based on the Jap- Japanese <laughs> oh, version no. because un- unsurprisingly my Japanese is non-existent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Al- although I said, um, yeah, as time gets on, you-, you start noticing the Japanese symbols for you know Tony Storm and Viper. Yeah. You start to recognise who's yeah. who. I imagine like, I had no titles basically. Actually, I had a few subtitles. Uh, for the promos were subtitled into English. More than AAA had, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but the Blue Star block had Tony Storm on nine, Io Shari? Shirai? Shirai? I think it's Shirai on nine, Kaylee Ray on eight, Mandy Leon on eight, HZK or HZK? HZK is what I'm going with. I'm going with HZK because we're good old British boys. <laughs> <laughs> on six, Jun- Jungle Kiona on six, and then Tam Nakano and Konami on the zero at the bottom. Poor girl. No points coming yeah. into the final day. I love a jobber in a G1. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, as I said, I've got no commentary on any of mine, and the production is a bit iffy, because it was obviously, I think it was the live one. Um, 
my biggest thing as a TV production person or whatever is that the hard cam is the white balance is completely off. So every time they cut from the wide cam to the cameras at ringside, you get this massive color change. Oh, really? It's like <laughs> a lovely white ring with like white backdrops and stuff into this kind of yellow, horrible looking shot. So I think overall, the production value for the Samurai TV version was quite good. I'd say it would be akin to what you see online for people like um, RevPro and Progress, how they have their shows. So I'd say after the editing, that's the level it was at for the the version that I watched. That's pretty decent. Um, So yeah, there was nothing from a production standpoint for me that I thought, oh, that's a bit iffy. So I was Mm. quite lucky with the version I watched. Cool, cool. Mine was very watchable. You know, it wasn't terrible, but um, yeah, it's not not bad at all. Um, There's lots about the production I liked in that it was lots of fun. The promos are very to the point I think is the way I want to phrase it they weren't exactly um, character driven promos let's put it that way okay and uh, you'll start to see as we get through the matches uh, should we go on to the first match yes yes so this was the uh, the six women uh, tag match which I think was more of a I don't think this had any bearing on the tournament this was more pre-show-ish yeah it seems to be I'm very happy that we both started with the same match because yeah. I had a worry that maybe you had <laughs> matches I didn't have and such so do you want to try and pronounce these names yeah so we've got uh, Natsuko Tora Starlight Kid and Ruaka versus Mario Apache AZM and Shiki Shibusawa yeah that's very well done Sam thank very you very well much done. so the opening promo is basically is just them going we'll do our best <laughs> give me good support that's pretty much it did you know who were the face based because obviously I didn't have the promos. Do you know who was the face and who was the heel team? No. Nope. I thought to start with um the face team was going to be um Tora, Starlight Kid and Ruaka. And then the what I consider the heel team did what I like to call a cheerleader spot. Yeah. Where two of them held um, their opponent on their shoulders and the other one jumped on top and it just looked like a four-person cheerleader pyramid and I thought that's quite nice I enjoyed yeah. that uh, Mary Apache especially seems to be over yeah, as a definitely. face definitely and so I think this is very much we've just got six girls that we want to highlight at the beginning of this show maybe for future prospects or whatnot Yeah, and we'll just chuck them out there and see what happens um, again with tournament action not necessarily this match but this whole card there's a lot of friends against friends good guys against good guys bad guys against bad guys potentially you know yeah a lot of respect yeah a lot of handshakes Mm. a lot of helping you know how much i love a handshake text oh yeah (laughs) um but some of the highlights in this opening match because i'd heard of starlight kid because i think that's their sort of juniors as the equivalent of a juniors champion okay and i was quite impressed with her but mario apache going for a gory special and then it got reversed the gory special hasn't been... I haven't seen that used properly in such a long time, so that was a real treat. Cool, cool. I love Excellent. that move. Excellent. Um, uh, yeah, I like. I think Starlight Kid has the, um, the Rey Mysterio spot, almost the plucky, young, small, masked, hopeful character. Uh, one of many masks this evening, which gets, gets a little confusing <laughs> later on. But cracking masks, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I'm a big fan of masks, as you've seen by my little collection I've got. <laughs> yeah. So, like, a nice mask does it well for me. But, um, um, so, and also, I enjoyed Starlight Kid's uh, Frog Splash from Brett's Rope. Yep, definitely. Brett's nice. Rope Frog Splash from the win, yep. Um, but then Apache wins by the torture rack. Yeah. So, I have a quote here for you to read. <laughs> Can you read that quote for me? Where where's okay. Super Bowl Saturday? Can he even afford to pay me to wrestle Ron? 
I don't know. God. And buy your t-shirts are too tight, Billy. <laughs> close, close, close. Do you know what that's from? No. So, uh, Mary Apache obviously wins with the torture act, yep. which is Lex Luger's finish. Yeah. And there's a famous botched promo of Lex Luger, where he's like, Super Bra Saturday, can you even afford to pay me to wrestle Ron? As in Ron Killings. Oh, really? And he's like, I don't know. God, and the t-shirts are too tight, Billy. As he tries to take off his t-shirt and it gets stuck on his head. It's the greatest wrestling promo ever. So yeah, I just wanted to get you to read that quote because I see a torture rack and that's instantly what comes to mind. <laughs> I love a bit of Lex Luger. Oh, man. But then afterwards, as we touched on in previous episodes yeah. about uh, royalty-free music, Queen's We Will Rock You started playing ah. as the heels celebrate. Now, this is interesting to me because you got the TV broadcasted version. I got what I believe is an internet like streaming service broadcasted version. Mine didn't have this. Oh, really? Mine had generic kind of YouTube audio library music over the top of it. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that explains why. And then the only other point I've got, the six, six lady tag, is that uh, Shibasawa, I don't think she ever got tagged in. Oh, really? At all. I didn't even notice, to be honest. Starting match ran four minutes and 56 seconds. I'm very happy that this card was a lot shorter than the last few we've done. Oh, it's brilliant good couple of hours and that was about it and i think it just made it more enjoyable yeah i mean again i i like watching all wrestling and i really enjoyed watching the uk stuff but i found i was comparing it to the prior year tournament which i really enjoyed mm-hmm. um and then triple a by the end of it i was like i just i need i want to watch it because something good could happen but it's uh <laughs> so just we're, praying for something good to happen whereas i think what we find especially with things like monday night raw anyway two hours is a sweet spot yeah. for a wrestling show unless it's a bigger event and I think this ran the perfect amount of time, especially when you don't really know a lot of the competitors in it. Mm-hmm. It was a nice introduction to what they can do in the ring. Again, it's going to be very difficult to pick up a lot of character work uh, from a promo based on the promos that you've had, which are very much, we will do our best, we will try our hardest. They're quite bland, yeah. And some of the bits on the microphone at the, at the end, which we'll get to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it does I, I enjoyed it. Two hours, I think, is a good level for a wrestling show, especially yeah. if you don't know anyone involved. So the first four or five matches are all about five minutes of wrestling, yeah. about five minutes of introduction and entrance and such, yeah. which is just about perfect for these opening matches. Definitely. They don't need more, they don't need less. It means that the less experienced women on the card aren't exposed so much, they've just got their spots to get to, and it just it works for me. It's, it's um, quite Shikara-esque, I thought, yeah. in that it's it's based on having a short exciting fun match a lot of the time you know but this is taken a lot more seriously than shikara they, they definitely take themselves seriously oh definitely yeah. but did you also notice that throughout the evening especially um away from the hard cam side of things hmm. all the competitors were sat at ringside yeah to so the th- point where if i was sitting front row i would have got a bit pissed off with there being like 20 girls in front of me that wrestling yeah, earlier exactly so they yeah. like pop out and come back in but yeah, again yeah. there is a purpose to this which we'll get to again. Yeah, and a bit it's, later. it's it's kind of a traditional Japanese thing as well. That yeah. usually it's the young boys or the young girls in this case coming to ringside to support their patriots. Yeah, patriots. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but this was just like everyone who'd wrestle a match would then come out to ringside and sit ringside. So. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. So uh, match two, uh, we've got Hiromi Mimura and Zaya Brookside. Um, in the promos, basically the only note I've put down here is that they both seem really lovely. <laughs> See, where I didn't get the promos, mm. I got what can I describe as uh, the match graphics, which remind me of beat-em-up games on the Sega Mega Drive. Oh, excellent. Which was fantastic. See, I feel like I need to watch some of this other version as well, because I'm missing oh, out on oh, other definitely. Um, 
did you go straight into the match or did you get the introduction with all the streamers uh, we got an introduction with streamers and such, yeah. Yeah, entrances and such, yeah. I enjoyed that, and I like the fact that Zai used one to tie up her hair, and then um, Mimura tried to do one too, but seemed to struggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the streamer. Yeah. That was great fun, yeah. <laughs> with the referee looking on us and going, are you... Because we're kind of pressed for time, do you want to just get <laughs> wrestling? The, uh, Mimura coming out was the first time I hit, actually hear the actual entrance music and the crowd interaction with the entrance as well. Ah, see, I didn't get an entrance for either ah. of these. I got the graphic. So for the first four or five matches, yeah. I got the graphic, and then the competitors were in the ring, either ready to start, be, start the match, or the ring announcer announcing them as talent, and then as it got throughout the show, then you got ring entrances and full introductions. They're not exactly the most... Um flamboyant of entrances apart from a couple towards the end yeah a lot of them are just walking out to their music get in the ring they tie their hair up wherever it may be and that's about it really which is fine they kind of, again it's kind of to the point I think they're told you know get in the ring and get the match started get in and out after five minutes yeah. like you're done <laughs> I don't know so uh, they have a height and pose down which I thought was quite fun yeah. again it's the first full match I've seen of hers mm-hmm. and me too I was quite impressed yeah uh, excellent um a little hesitant here and there. Still getting comfortable, I think. But I think she's a bit of experience. either still a teenager in her early 20s, so she's very young. She I looks young 18, as well. 18, 19, yeah. potentially, through what one of the uh, the SCPW trainees was saying about her. Okay, cool. So, to, but, be, in, to oh. be in Japan at 18, 19, uh, holding a, a title in a pretty well-known promotion, yeah, a lot of faith in her ability, and I don't think it's just because of the name. I think it's because of her in-ring work for the time being. I think the name doesn't hurt. The Japanese seem to have a lot of respect for the British style. Yeah. Well, there was... Um, I still think that, you know, for her age, you know, unlimited potential. Yeah, tons of potential. She's not a bad-looking girl, to be fair to her. Yeah, I think that helps for, for mainstream audiences as well. Yeah. Um, the little bit of reading I did on Stardom as well, they're quite well known for pushing the sexuality of their wrestlers as well oh, right, okay. in that the very beginnings of the company started based on one of the Japanese pop idols who was one of their wrestlers and they based the whole company around this girl oh, really? his name I can't remember and I should, should have looked that up a little bit more but anyway it doesn't matter so a lot of their roster have uh, calendars and mugs and things of this nature well there was a lot of uh, calendar shilling in some of the promo videos oh, later on there's lots of calendars I didn't get any of that and I was like oh I wonder where, <laughs> where are these being ordered on Samurai TV right right much like with the pop idol groups I don't know how much you know about the pop idol groups not much not much okay so they're usually groups of 10 to say 50 girls Okay, so there's a group called AKB47, which there's 47 of them. I never would have guessed that based on the number. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> okay. Uh, and they, they all live in a house together. They all perform at the same venue day after day after day and meet all their fans and such. Their fans are exclusively men. Okay, there's like no women fans ever at these shows. It's very, very surreal culture thing. It's not something we have here at all. Um, and so... A lot of stardom's origins are based in that idol kind of philosophy. And so you can start to see it kind of coming through the ranks. It's less so nowadays, I think. I didn't get a lot of this from the no. actual show we watched. But I just thought the origins were a bit interesting and just, uh, yeah. So uh, we get some awesome cradle reversals and Hiromu, uh, 
Hiromi Mimura picks up uh, a 123 on Zybrook's side just after a sweet little cradle reversal. Holding the trunks. Oh, was she? She was holding the trunks. And before ah. that, Zai hit a wonderful code breaker. And also the, uh, the Tree of Woe dropkick that she hit on Mimura as well was quite nice. She held the trunks to get the pin for a win. And then my note is handshake at the end. Didn't she just cheat to win? <laughs> I didn't notice the trunk grabbing. So yeah, unless it was just the positioning of the hands, but it looked like Could've she been. was pulling the, pulling the trunks. Um, as far as I'm aware, this doesn't put any of these girls in contention yet. No, no. Okay. I think the earlier matches are basically finish off the tournament ones, and then as we get into the later matches, they're the ones which have a bearing on who goes to the final. Excellent, excellent. So this match again, as we said earlier, four minutes, 51 seconds. Nice, absolutely perfect for what it needed to be. And then we have Mandy Leon against Konami. Uh, I don't know how she's getting away with calling herself Konami because it's obviously a games company company. I feel the need to mention up up down down left right left right BA start at this point do you know what that is? that's Sonic Hedgehog cheat level select Uh, it's the Konami code Uh, okay so it comes from a a game called Contra which is one of the early Konami codes and it gave you 30 extra lives if you bung that code in oh really? (laughs) but it's one of these codes that's kind of legendary cheat codes essentially you know Xavier Woods? yes he has a channel on YouTube called up up up, down down down. that's the beginning of the code so yeah it's it's, it's a cool little geeky gamer reference um you don't have any of these promos at the beginning still do you no none at all okay so mandy says she won't get kicked by the kicker and konami has zero points but puts over mandy uh beat who's quite a big name and tony storm so uh yeah mandy's definitely picked up some decent wins along this way and konami is definitely the underdog in this bout um were you aware of either of these prior to this i think i'd seen mandy leon wrestle for roh yeah because she was in the women of honor tournament right okay. uh, but again that's the only exposure that i've had uh to her but again good look surprised that a lot of the american promotions hadn't picked her up through her work in roh i don't know if that's yeah. a relatively um new thing again a little bit of a, a little bit of a look into it again she's had developmental stuff but really sharp very crisp um and you you could tell she's a a much more experienced wrestler than some who are on this card. Yeah. Did you get why a lot of them... So, obviously, we had a lot of streamers throughout, but also a lot of sashes. Yeah. Now, were they for <laughs> wins? Because I, I, I didn't know okay. what the sashes represented. So, I looked up a little bit and couldn't find much. I know that they just had their Cinderella tournament before this. Yes. I think it's to do with that. Okay. I couldn't say for sure, but at the end of this tournament, they give out, uh, at the end of this GP tournament, this these finals, they give out little trophies for yeah. certain Participation. Things. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think the sashes are, you were the best at this. You uh, okay. got the best strikes. You were the fighting spirit, or whatever it may be. Um, I don't think they're titles as such because this promotion has a shitload of titles and, as well and i noticed in some of the promos they refer mm. to them as red belt black belt pink belt yeah so i don't know on the spectrum because i think there are on wikipedia i think there are five stardom championships okay but none of them give the colors of what the belt are okay so i know there's red belt and white belt red belt is is that their main belt red I, belt i think red belt's the main yeah. belt this is all from just this show and trying yeah. to work it out from like there's a promos at the end where they talk about it um they will challenge each other and such and it gets very weird um so but i had subtitles for most of this stuff did you have subtitles for it no okay so this probably makes it easier for me to explain so the red belt is the one that tony storm challenges for yes uh the white belt is the one that everyone else challenges for so i'm assuming that's a secondary belt Mm -hmm. um the artist belts i believe are the 
I'm going to say the trios belts. Right. And then they have some tag belts as well. So this is where the black and the white belts come in. I believe so. And the white belts, the IC, essentially. Uh, yes. And yeah. uh, I think, I don't know what the colours are for the trios and the tag belt, oh, okay. but I think there's four or five main belts. But then there's all sorts of like tournaments and awards. Like, did, have you seen the Cinderella tournament from this? It's ridiculous. So have you seen Tony Storm coming out at the end with yep. the red dress and yep. such? Like, she looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, and, and, like, she does her best, but I, I think she's amazing in the ring. But promo-wise, she always seems a little anxious sometimes. We've touched on this to this poor that's the missing piece yeah. of the jigsaw for Tony mm. Storm to be a global superstar yeah it's that promo like aggression yeah. or whatever but I'm not sure she even wants to and she cuts the promo it doesn't look like she wants to be there doing it always I mean again some of the, some of the promos at the end which she cut yeah again difficult when you're part English part Japanese with your promo but yeah exactly that was good but one, anyway let's focus down on this no, match go on one thing I noticed which made me chuckle is um Konami during this looked like when she was running from post to post like she was a comedy villain she was like <laughs> run 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 as she was running the ropes and I thought okay, I excellent. don't know if that's part of a gimmick or if that's just how she runs but I just saw it as that you're some kind of um, comedy villain I have no idea trying to run away did you know she was barefoot as well no yeah Konami <laughs> really? was barefoot she was wearing kick pads but no shoes or boots mm. so it's, uh, it's pretty technical to start out with which is a bit of a nice change because all the other stuff earlier is pretty hard hitting strike based and so they, they do some decent kind of working. Like, they work the arm a little bit. Um, Mandy kind of takes over, goes to the pump handle finish. I hate pump handle moves in every way, shape, or as form. As soon as they, so she went for that, I thought, I know who's going to be really unhappy with this. <laughs> and probably glad that it led to a roll-up. I don't think I've ever seen a pump handle stand that I think that should be a finisher. Yeah, a road it's, dog used to do one. It's a finisher that would have made sense in, like, the 80s. <sighs> Even then, it, 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 it's flash without any impact. Or purpose. Would you call it flash? But it looks flashy in that you've got the weird movement. Contortion of of the muscles, yeah. yeah. When you saw this promo to start with, did you think, because she was saying, you've got a really poor win-loss record in this tournament, did you think instantly as it was the last night she was setting up, she was going to lose? Uh, I thought Konami was going to win. Yeah. As soon as they said it, yeah. Because they were mentioning it, the fact she had no points, and obviously, you know, the young plucky underdog has to come through against the grizzled vet, as you say was a young vet she's not old but yeah it makes it sound like she's a granny or something which is definitely not definitely but, not um yeah so konami gets her a little reversal and roll up classic kind of plucky underdog win yeah. i like this match yeah it's good. it's good i think i don't think there's a bad match on the card to be honest no there's there's nothing so there are a few not i wouldn't say awkward moments there are a few missed bits yeah but i think start to finish i said there's nothing that i thought i wish i hadn't watched that match yeah again upon doing a bit of research this is touted as one of the greatest joshi cards of all time oh really this particular show the finals i can see why yeah there's some moments that we're gonna go into yeah. In a bit, but yeah so hannah kimura against chris wolf my god this is this is the comedy match <laughs> <laughs> my word so you didn't get the opening promos or anything for this did you so you don't know the relationship between the two i imagine no all i basically got was an entrance where uh, kimura was holding a title yeah. And then one of many, <laughs> and then baiting um, Chris Wolf with meat on the stick. Yeah. So the opening <laughs> promos are very surreal. So it's Hannah, Kagetsu, uh, Tam Nakano, and Chris Wolf all sitting together, which is the first time it's been more than one person. So they are. I've learned recently that they are a stable. I wish I'd written down the name of the stable. Uh, so don't hate me <laughs> Stardom fans I'm not remembering the name but they're kind of infamous and they've had a few people swap it in and out recently and so um, 
Hannah and friends <laughs> have drawn. They, you know, the table you're drawn about with the loss. With yeah. the, they've got a hand-drawn version of that that they're showing you as they're talking. And Hannah is basically hiding this meat on a stick behind her back, while Chris Wolf is on the other end looking kind of oblivious. And it's pretty funny that they're giving it the comedy shtick already. And they go on about, like, please give us your full support and such. So they are part of the same stable, these four girls. Right. Well, how did this kick off for you? Like, what's the first things you noticed? So um, other than Kimura baiting Wolf with meat on a stick, yeah. then Wolf gets streamers. And I know the ring crew are really quick at collecting them. Yeah. They fly for that ring, grab all the streamers, and then Kimura gets streamers too. Um, and then my note is, uh, before it all kicks up, I get the feeling that meat on the stick is going to be key in this match, as Wolf <laughs> chases the meat around the ring. <laughs> uh, did you notice Chris Wolf had a wolf tail? Yep. <laughs> it's the little touches. Yeah. It's the little so touches. I would like her to go more down this route. I want to see full furs and full <laughs> kind of wolf gimmick, you know, like be on her knees howling and stuff like this. I think it'd be great. But fun. She, she did howl yeah. as well, didn't she? She's got the kind of rabid wolfness down. Like, yeah. It's really interesting character development. Like, I really like this. I want a bit more of this and stuff. It's what Sarah Logan wants to be. Yeah, exactly. In WWE, but obviously isn't. Perfect. She's just some kind of forest forager. Yeah, yeah. She has potential, that girl, but like, she's no Chris Wolf that's for sure no certainly not yeah so um, they get this hilarious kickoff where she's taunting her with the meat stick and Chris Wolf's trying to eat it and uh, Hannah is even giving it to her friends at ringside yeah. and such and eating bits and not giving it to Chris Wolf you feel so sorry for her poor girl oh, she's a wolf she wants some meat she needs it um uh, so do you notice at the beginning uh, Chris Wolf also steals the ring announcer's card yep I thought yeah. it was great because she's a rabid wolf obviously like, I really like this gimmick this is probably one of my favourite gimmicks of the whole night before this uh, set of pinning combo is um, they uh, um, Kimura put Wolf in a Boston Crab and then teased her with another piece of meat <laughs> <laughs> while she's in there just dangling this bit of meat it's awesome man. absolutely so amazing fun. and then Kimura gets the missile dropkick from the top for the win yeah Still teasing Wolf with the meat, but as they leave together, she gives Wolf the meat. And I was like, oh. So lovely. Nice. As they're going off arm in arm, she hands her the meat just as they're going through the curtain. Yeah. Fucking brilliant, man. So, um, again, I don't think either of these girls are in contention for the thing, but uh, definitely contender for the funnest match of the night. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. that wolf tail. Yeah. As it, well. It did go a bit skew if <laughs> as the match went on. Yeah, I... From a man who has flamboyant attire, I don't know if I'd be able to keep a wolf tail in place. You would have thought you'd at least attach it to the centre of your trunks at the back or something, you know, but... <laughs> you're you're a, a string wolf, or something. wolf hybrid. Yeah. So next up, we've got uh, Jungle, Kiona and Tam Nakano. Which I, at this stage, thought, is she related to Bull Nakano? And I couldn't find mm. out if she was. I looked on Bull Nakano's Wikipedia page to see if she had uh, family. You'd think that if it's, again, potentially a common Japanese name. Yeah. But... You know, if it was, you'd be, you'd be sort of promoing that that it's Bull Nakano's daughter. You definitely think so. I- I'm not sure it is. The promo essentially they get over the fact that when Jungle's talking, she talks about how Tam has beat her teammate, so she's out for revenge, and she goes Jungleu, Jungleu <laughs> at the end, which is absolutely awesome. Um, and then uh, yeah, Nakano, Nakano, sorry, doesn't get a promo here which is a bit surreal. Really? But I think she's part of the group earlier. So when the four girls were together, uh, I think she okay. was in there, but didn't cut a promo on Jungle at all. So I'm not quite sure what they were thinking here, but I would have liked to have, you know, get a bit more information coming in. Yeah, least. there wasn't much about her, um, again, when I looked online. The only other additional bit on a Nakano was, again, back to Bull, 
And it turns out she's a went on to become a golf player. Oh. But also a very bad golf player. Oh, so thanks, Wikipedia. She couldn't be the shit out of people. <laughs> Take that club, wrap it around someone's head. Is that Happy Gilmore? Yep. Go in the hole. You want to go in your home? <laughs> Just imagine it. So uh, Tam has another sword. This is the second or third yeah. show down the road. People come out with a sword. Love a sword. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And uh, she shows off her samurai skills, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite would be very, very proud. <laughs> Um, another handshake here. I've got to mention a few of these matches have had handshakes. I hate handshakes so much. Just instantly ruins any heat between them, but whatever. But again, I think as you said earlier, it's about what this tournament is. It's yeah. a lot of good guy, good guy, bad bad guy, bad guy going against each other to you know have win the respectful, credible five star Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's yeah. what it is. Um, I enjoyed the single hand test of strength. At the beginning, that was very nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, they trade screams as well. There's points where they yeah. scream directly in each other's ears. I'm like, I'd, I'd want that less than being chopped by someone. Oh, I don't want someone screaming in my ear. I mean, as you probably experience um, parenting, there's nothing worse than when your child oh. screams directly in your ear. And I can imagine that multiplied. Mm-hmm. So this is the first match of the night that I'm taking really seriously. They are going for it. Yeah, re- I mean, this is strong style. Mm. At its very time. best. Yeah. And they're both really, really good. Like, Jungle especially uh, put a, quite an impression on me in that her gimmick suits her a lot. She's very yeah. robust, very strong style, as you say. Like, she's... Yeah, she's a big, badass girl. Even, like, the, the shoulder tackle exchange mm-hmm. was really well done. Again, just showing how strong both women were were booked as. Yeah. Really, Definitely. really nice. And again, I'd say probably the first match tonight. I mean, the comedy match with uh, with Chris Wolf before was funny, but I'd say this was the first match of the card where you could actually tell there's a, a story in the match. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh, the, having the comedy match before has really set this up because everyone kind of went in a bit more relaxed, and then these two guys come out with all this determination and anger and such. And yeah, I really liked it. So we get a bunch of cool striking reversals. Uh, like there's a moment where one of them kicks away a lariat, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. I can't remember who it was, but I remember that being really, really good. So we get a cool 360 kick. Uh, by Tam, it gets a two. Then massive Laliato by Jungle gets a near fall. Then we get a real dodgy power bomb. Do you remember this? Yeah. It's a bit botchy, but like it's a bit of a shame. Uh, and then I think they botched the finish at this point, and so it kind of went into autopilot. So you get a very kind of short arm lariat by Jungle, and then she goes off the top for the big splash against the finish. One, two, three. There are a few other bits in this match which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So the um, the middle rope. Belly to be- uh, belly to back suplex. Yeah, off definitely. The middle. That's moves like that are amazing. And I also enjoyed the part where um, uh, Kiona was hulking up, and then she then ate a huge boot to the face. Yeah, huge boot. Yeah. But again, it was the longest match we'd had of the night so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, I'd be interested in watching both women again. In, in definitely, matches. definitely. I think uh, Jungle especially is, if not one of the top girls starting to become one of the top yeah. girls um, um, they gave her, her her gimmick seems to be over a little bit more her style in the ring is outstanding um, yeah I definitely think I'd like to see her outside of maybe this environment as well and see if she can get some more experience yeah. outside to come back and really put a dominance yeah. on this, this I mean, Jungle group. was definitely much more comfortable in her character mm-hmm. and, and well to be fair had a character I think um, Tam Nakano may have not had as much of 
a character. I think they are obviously the favourites of Stardom. I, through what I saw of the few bits I watched again, so the uh, the Cinderella tournament and then the New Year's Day tournament, mm-hmm. there's not as many streamers. Okay. Whereas I noticed here, it's streamers are plenty. And again, I don't know if that's because they're familiar with the talent or because of the show that it was. Did you notice who was throwing the streamers? I'm going to say it was other people on the card. <laughs> Um, not necessarily. It was definitely um, people that weren't sitting in their seats. Right. So maybe maybe plants, maybe production crew, maybe whoever. And I'm uh, sure the fans okay. are throwing some as well. But I definitely think... Some of the more volume-based streamer throws then a bit yeah, worked. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. If you notice, there's a lot of... Uh, when the other wrestlers are at ringside after their matches have taken place, they've then come out to be at ringside. There's lots of them slapping the mat and creating noise and yeah. cheering and such. You could tell the atmosphere is getting more and more as it goes through, and I think the ladies being back at ringside got the crowd going as well. Yeah. Not that they were a bad crowd for a Japanese crowd. I think it just, again, it just emphasised it more as it moved forwards. Yeah, it, it's, I totally understand why. Um, also, the Japanese crowd is very respectful and quite quiet at times, which I don't hate. I quite like that. In that, I prefer that to a crowd that's just chanting for the sake of chanting, yeah. for sure. In that, at least they're responding to stuff that's happening in the ring. That's a big part yeah, of wrestling definitely. for me. Yeah. So then, I guess we'll call them our girls. Kay Lee Ray and Tony Storm. Yeah, match number um, six. Two of the best girls in the British scene right now. Hands down. I would happily watch these two wrestle every week great they're the best they're so good yeah like there's been some great wrestling up until this point but these two are just so mean to each other yeah (laughs) and again there are some talented women in stardom but these two which is head and shoulders yeah i think tony storm has been pushed all across the world for progress for stardom for wwe even she's been everywhere right why does Kaylee Ray not get the respect she deserves? I was thinking this as I watched it last last night because this was the uh, the second half I watched last night before coming to do the pod. I assume she's had tryouts with WWE, and I wonder if it's just again her own preference hmm. because someone to be that talented. I mean, again, I don't know if it's because they've signed Nixon now, Stephanie Newell. Yeah. And so, again, they're sort of similar physiques, similar styles as to why they may not have done it. But as you said, mm. Kaylee Ray is so polished. And again, through um, only really starting to focus a lot more on the indies about two, three years ago. Yeah. Um, the first I saw of Kaylee Ray was back in, when TNA tried to do their British boot camp number two, and she was one of the competitors on there. And even then, and they said we're talking three, four years ago when that was in there, she was head and shoulders above most female talent who were in the WWE yeah. at that time. And he said, you know, I, I think Tony Storm is fantastic because of the presentation she's got. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's part of it because Kaylee Ray is phenomenal in the ring but if you say what would you describe her character as so this is one of the things with Kaylee Ray that I'm very interested in in that you can see that she has that nasty side to her I would love to see her tap into that a bit more yeah like be a real nasty chavvy piece of shit yeah exactly I'd like to see her not lose for like four or five years as well I would love to see her get pushed by progress I'd love to see her get pushed by WWE because her nasty aggro her win loss record is atrocious it doesn't seem to be great like in progress I don't think she's won a great deal and I think while obviously in a world where it's very prominent of 50-50 booking so everyone gets their their fair bit yeah. and people say wins and losses don't mean anything I think with Kaylee Ray it does because you said if she had gone undefeated for even sort of six months leading into a program with Tony Storm yeah. 
and or in genuine progress, you would have said, "Oh, has she got a chance?" Whereas mm. at the moment, if I see Kaylee Ray, as you said, goes against younger, newer talent in the UK scene, she's going to win. Mm. She goes against established talent. I'm already pretty certain she's going to lose. Well, maybe that's where she's that really good worker that you know can have these great matches with these t- guys you want to be, with these women that you want to be top faces. Yeah. And she can make them look fucking amazing. Uh, and she does. Yeah, every, every time. time. She, I've never seen a bad match with Kaylee Ray. She's not. It. Again, I don't think she's had one. Yeah. It's, so if, if you are a promoter out there, book Kaylee Ray. Make her a <laughs> fucking star already because she totally deserves it. There's some girls out there, like Nikki Storm and Viper, that have come out of Scotland as well. A, a top draw. Like, they really are. Nikki Storm, I think, is incredible. Viper is great. I, I think you're a bigger fan than I am. I think Viper's amazing. Okay, I think she's a bit a bit Big Daddy-esque, you know? A bit but it's something. It's something different. I think it's different to the current market with Viper. And that's where, again... Is different always good, though? I think so, because at the moment, you've now got very, very talented athletes. Yeah. Uh, in most of women's wrestling... They're not going to have, as you had back in the... And to be fair, back in WWE, they were the last people to get rid of the bikini match and all the, the flamboyant stuff. Of Took them long enough, but yeah. yeah. The, the, these ladies are here to titillate the men folk. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas most places were then, no... Give the, divas a chance. Oh we, oh, we hear you. Yeah, you do, Vince, do you? You're still calling them divas. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I thought this match was great. Yeah, so uh, I was going to go over the opening promo. So Kaylee Ray uh, points out that Gaijin has never won the, the five-star GP. Uh, plans on changing that. Ironically, her opponent is Tony Storm, who wins. I mean, what? <laughs> uh, uh, but Tony Storm's promo is typical Tony Storm. Like she's kind of looks very anxious, not she's not quite sure of what to do or say, yeah. and she goes on about how she's got things to do. So sitting here cutting this promo isn't helping anything. She's got to get out to the ring and go win the match and this sort of stuff. So <laughs> let me go, let me go again. Yeah, like basically, please don't put me in front of this camera with this microphone. I just want to go wrestle. I'm really good at that. <laughs> Can you imagine her with a mouthpiece? Yeah. Do you think that's what would need at the moment? For Tony who, Storm? Who, though? Vicky Guerrero. Oh, Vicky Guerrero. Excuse <laughs> me! Uh, 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 but, they, but Tony Storm's a face, naturally, right? Yeah, but I think, again, with her in-ring skills, as you said, if, and we both agree to an extent that her promo work isn't great, Yeah. and to make it in, in WWE, if that's the goal, you need to be able to do everything. I even wondered if she wasn't a GM putting Paige with her. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't think she. I don't think she would need it for in ring. Mm. And as you said, she does work. I think she works well as a face. I don't think she'd have any issue working heel. But I wonder to connect with an audience unless she gets her confidence up. And again, this just it might just be how she cuts her promos. It might be just how a character's case of like RVD esque, as in, yeah, I've just got to go and wrestle. I'm pretty good at it. I'm gonna win the belt. I mean, she comes out. She comes out. <laughs> Four twenty, yeah, dude. She comes out with two belts here, anyway. So, I mean, Tony two belts is what I wrote on my notes. <laughs> Zaki two belts, like yeah, Tony two belts. Yeah. I love it. Uh, my big thing with Tony Storm is that she's twenty-two, right? I did just Google that. She's twenty-two, so she's still very young. Okay, I think she has the potential to cut these promos that she needs to be able to do. I just don't think she's done enough of it yet. As far as I'm aware, she's WWE bound at this point, isn't she, for NXT uh, UK? Yes. She'll get the experience there. Yeah, they it's will that simple. drill it into her. 
it seems pretty obvious to me that they're going to do Ginny Tony Storm. It would be foolish not to. For those of you that don't know Ginny, check her out. Her matches, uh, just Google Ginny UK Brit Rest, whatever. She's so, so good. Yeah, my main notes here are that the match is amazing. It's big strikes, big suplexes. They work the crowd well, even though with the language barrier and such, they're still doing an amazing job of getting yeah. everyone involved. Um, I want to see Kaylee Ray be a full-blown heel. Um, I think she has all the potential to be a nasty bastard. I'd love to see her push that. There's a, an amazing moment where Kaylee Ray walks up the ropes to the top and then flips to the outside onto about four girls. That... And I'm terrified how quickly it happens and how no one's ready for her. And just how her head goes. Because it looks like she's just diving and then she just flips over at the last minute. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's fucking insane. awesome to watch. It's ter- terrifyingly I, brilliant. I love it when wrestling ca- catches you off guard. There's people that have watched a lot of wrestling over the years. When something catches me off guard, I, I love it. I love being shocked. But that's when I first noticed, hang on, it's amazing that all these... Why have all these other ladies just stood up? And yeah. if they stand up around ringside, you know something is going to be a spot that happens <laughs> on the outside of the ring. Yeah. But what a spot it was. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, do you ever sometimes worry that when um, you have this many people catching whoever it is doing the dive, that there's less of a chance they're actually going to be caught than if it's just one person? Or Aerostar being caught by murder clouds. Exactly. <laughs> like, this seems to be a trend in that when it's one person flipping onto one, they know they're responsible for that moment. Yeah. When it's 10, 15, sometimes they all just kind of like, Clump, oh, They crumble, no. don't they? They miss it, if you will. I've, I've, I, my own personal experience, I've only been a catching one or a catching with one other yeah so you both know you've got to catch more you know that you've got to break someone's fall um mainly sort of flip dives but i've also you know house show dives as well they're, they're good fun to catch okay cool that's a house show dive uh basically you're just the person stood at the ropes on the inside of the ring and they jump over onto the outside so right, there's no okay. running there's no diving just called house show dive good to know yeah yeah, yeah. so kaylee ray does goes for a lion salt and Tony Storm reverses it into a German suplex. Yeah, that's amazing. I cramped my pants at this one. <laughs> so good. One little mistake, and that's her dropped on her head. And just to know how professional these two girls are, they pull this off and it looks smooth as anything. That was completely sick, and I don't Move use that word night. lightly. Uh, it's, it's definitely up there. It was yeah. the thing that caught me off guard the most, I think. Yeah. It, was, it was amazing. Um, and then... What tends to be like a bit of a running theme for the ends of these matches, Tony Storm's snap par driver. You wouldn't get this in WWE. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, sure. she's definitely not going to be allowed to use that next to UK. Yeah. But just before this, the, these like compact par drivers. Yeah. Kaylee Ray, thank you, hitting the gory bomb. Oh my word! Yeah, nailed the gory bomb near fall. I was Excellent. like, well done, Kaylee Ray. Cool, cool. You got a thing for the gory specials and gory bombs today. Fantastic moves. <laughs> and again, just. Look, it looks so good if it done well and yeah. so simplistic, but just looks so brutal. Yeah, cool, cool. What about the finish of this match? Um, Do you approve? Uh, oh, it's made my stomach go a little bit. Middle rope, compact pile driver. Brett's rope pile driver. Brett Ray's pile driver. <laughs> Too busy just remembering. And it just, the way that Tony, I mean, obviously they they knew what they were doing, they protected each other. It's just the way they yeah. went down, it just looked so awful so it looks awkward it's like that's definitely a that's a finish there she's clearly and again from a storytelling point of view I couldn't finish you normally I had to take it to Brett's rope yeah yeah and yeah I'm so if done properly and again because you don't see it so often because of where most places have sort of 
put the stop to the old pile drivers. <laughs> with good reason, I would suggest. Yeah, especially how she does it with the compact, the like the the snap pile driver. Yeah, yeah. It it scares me, but I think I've got enough confidence in both of those performers to be able to do it. It's the if I saw almost anyone else doing these spots that weren't like, you know, Kazushiko Okada, Tetsuya Naito, Kenny Omega, which I know are very safe guys, even though their stuff looks really strong and stiff. Um, with these two doing it, you know they're going to be safe and they're going to be okay. Yeah. But the way they do it and they're, they're, Ooh, they're yeah. selling in this as well, the way they whip their heads back whenever they strike and stuff, like the emphasis on what they're doing and the selling, they're, they're both so good at it, like outstanding, the little facial expressions and, you know, they do a pile driver of the second rope and it looks terrifying, but you know they're safe and like everything's okay. And I think as you were saying about the, um, the selling of the spots... I think not just for female wrestlers, any wrestler yeah. should watch that interaction because the simple things they did were made to look big. They yeah. made everything a display. Any of the, the strikes, any of the kicks, there weren't lots of them, but they were well thought out and sold well. And it just told a story. Yeah, they had the, um, the Lion Soul um, German, which was ridiculous, middle <laughs> rope pole driver, obviously the big spots for the finish. But even if you hadn't had those involved... Start to finish, this again using the overusing the term wrestling clinic, but there was nothing wrong yeah. with this match. If this match goes 60 minutes and it's Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada, you know it's at least six stars. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that's the way to emphasize this point is that don't think of this as typical women's wrestling WWE style or whatever. No. Even the modern girls who are very, very good and a lot better than guys and with the girls and we grew up with, um, this is another level. This match is probably one of the best things I've watched outside of uh, some of the New Japan stuff that I've yeah. seen this year. So, Especially for like a 10-15 minute match. It's like they crammed a lot into that space. Yeah. So, so I think overall with this match, I actually can't find any fault with it. It's wrestling perfection tax. It's the closest thing I think that I've seen to a five-star female wrestling match. I'd agree with that, yeah. There's a couple of other ones in this on the show that I'd consider up there, but not as good as this. It's probably no, a match of the night. Definitely. Yeah. So next match, Io Shirai against HZK. Um, HZK's promo uh, talks about how they're from the same unit. So the same faction, these two. Okay, so if uh, Io wins, she goes to the finals. Uh, Io talks about fate and pushing personal feelings aside for the title this evening. And so this is a very uh, intense affair where they're good friends. And um, <laughs> immediately on the entrances, I noticed that she's wearing a tiger mask. Yep, excellent mask. And before the entrances on, on my Samurai TV version, mm -hmm. during the uh, little highlights clips of how they've been in the tournament so far, Bodies by Drowning Pool. Was oh, playing, really? Which wow. is very nice. Blast from the past and the older ECW uh, uh, invasion as well. They both got tiger masks and they must be this part of the same group. They've also got belts and such. And uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure what stable they're a part of, but yeah. I get the impression through what I'd read as well that um, EO had just come back from injury. Okay. So she may not have been at her best. And she's also she's signed with WWE. I have seen this. Because yes. she's recently released a picture of her new mask, I've been ah, reliably informed as well. Excellent. So I'm assuming the mask is going to play part of the character in NXT. Cool. Uh, first thing I noticed about her specifically is she is insanely agile and quick and talented and such. And you can see 
why WWE would instantly want her. Yeah, she is definitely. outstandingly talented. I would say as well, for a um, from an Asian competitor, mainstream appeal mm-hmm. as well. Yep, definitely. Um, they do the lollipop swap at the beginning, yep. which got a big pop from me, very Jerry Ryan-esque. Shame the lollipop wasn't down her pants first, because it's always funnier, <laughs> but still good. Um, uh, I'm very happy in that they do the fist bump here, and they slap hands, not a handshake, yep. which uh, I, can, I, can, I can deal with that. <laughs> They're in a tag team or in a stable together. This sign of respect I'm absolutely fine with. When random competitors are shaking hands and not competing as such, you know, like, I, I hate that shit. But this is fine. This is cool. Um, yeah, uh, again, brutal strikes in this match. They're very, very stiff with each other. The face washing kicks that they exchange. Mm, yeah. My word. The fact mm. that both of them just crumble out of the ring when, yeah. when each of them delivers their own version of that. It's so good. Yeah, definitely. What about the... Uh, there's a point which HZK does uh, a kind of a lariat to the outside off the top. Kind of lands on her feet, but sitting out at the same time. Yeah. This was surreal to me. I don't know how they did it. I don't know if that was deliberate or that's just how the move goes. Because I've never incredible. seen anything like it before. It was awesome. <laughs> like seeing how she agile kind of walked away after sitting out in midair like that. Like, yeah, amazing. That was awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It's been a long time since I've seen a match end in a time limit draw. Which I think because, as you said with your pre-match promo, Uh it's a case of you need the win. If not, you can't go through to the final. So the fact is that you had that at the end and the rush and then the submission at the end. Time limit draw, just about to tap. Oh, classic. The the finish this was absolutely superbly done. Really, really cool. She's going for that Texas Cloverleaf the whole time. It's Io going for the Texas Cloverleaf, isn't it? And she, she's, as you say, she's on the verge of tapping her out. And just as the time, I thought she tapped. If I hadn't have seen the thing coming up saying time limit draw, I wouldn't have realized what it was. Yeah. Like, yeah, excellent storytelling. And the moonsaults. Yep, absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, quality stuff. There's some really good stuff. There's even like a sit-out Mishinoku driver yep. in this match I really enjoyed. Love a good Mishinoku driver. Should always be three. Yeah, definitely. There's certain moves like Destroyers and Mishinokus I don't think anyone should ever kick out no. of, but, you know, they do. So. <laughs> Skip over that bit. Um, yeah, I, as I said, I honestly thought she'd tapped at this point. So it's the classic story of they know each other inside out. The, the one girl needs to win. The other one's going to try and fight for that respect of a compart- compatriot. Yeah. I can't say the word compatriot. I've tried to say it at least three times in this one. Fucked up everyone. You keep on trying to say compadre. High five. <laughs> compadre. <laughs> uh, in the next match, you've got Yoko Bito against Viper. All I know about Bito is mm-hmm. that she won last year's um, five-star Grand Prix. Apparently so. Yes, I looked this up as well. Yeah. Um, um, I get a hype video... Um, so and again they make Beto look like an absolutely massive deal cool um, and then they show some bits from Viper and again I don't know if you've got the same pre-match promo it then shows the ring crew fixing a broken slat under the ring after Viper's been in it <laughs> right and I was like oh, if that happened great if you're trying to show that Viper's a big girl and that was a work I'm thinking that's not tasteful <laughs> <laughs> it worked. You remembered it. Well, yeah, and well, yeah, well, well, it's. Just, I I thought had it actually happened, fine. But if not, I think that's in bad taste. And okay, I'd expect more enough. from a respectful Japanese ring crew. With, with my knowledge of Japanese uh, wrestling, Joshi, Joshi is it? Yeah, yeah, Joshi. With my experience with Joshi, um, with girls like Bull Nakano and such, like, I was expecting more powerhouse wrestlers. Mm. Do you know about the Stardom incident? I am aware of this. The fact that um, 
I can't remember the name of the, the restaurant involved, but it was... I don't think we should of, name her. We shouldn't give no. her publicity, because she's a bit of a cunt, apparently. <laughs> a lot of apologies required yeah. publicly and then fired and flogged at the end. Because they um, start and do their shows in chapters, don't they? Uh, yeah, I believe And so. it was the end of, I think, the second chapter, where they basically booted her out and started chapter three, which was, I think we're still currently in a chapter three at the moment. Okay. Um, and so uh, uh, that was... They had a powerhouse girl, who yeah. we won't name, who basically beat the shit out of one of the fellow wrestlers um, legitimately and it's, it's horrible to watch I did watch that leading into this before I, I watched the stardom stuff because I was just doing a bit of research and you instantly come across it it's controversial blah 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 um, I wonder whether because of stuff like that they've dropped having these powerhouse girls at the top of their company possibly I think Viper was the only one who stood out based on her size yeah um, and again as also we... being white and Scottish and everything else yeah. it doesn't hurt you know yeah but I think, as you said, yeah, there, there weren't as many as I remember from old school female Japanese wrestling where you would have the, the slighter girls going against the brute ladies. Yeah, I, I prefer the junior style of wrestling, which is yeah. this is definitely more based on than the powerhouse sloggy type of female wrestler in the past. Because um, I find it a bit hard to watch sometimes, which Paul McCarney beating the crap out of these little <laughs> Japanese girls. And I find it uncomfortable sometimes, you know? And uh, not because they're women at all. Like, you see a big dude beating the crap out of a little dude, and it's still hard to watch. Uh, but, you know, it can be fun. Um, again, with the opening promos, Viper gets, o- gets over Yoko uh, because she won last year. She also says, Igsaw, which means let's go, which is I thought was quite cool, learned a bit of the language. Uh, Yoko doesn't want to be crushed. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. Uh, first time face- facing Viper and destroyed the most influential band of all time by shagging the lead singer. <laughs> Yoko, owner. Yeah. yeah, cool, awesome. <laughs> she didn't say that, by the way. I just remember that in. Uh, Viper has a tiger mask. Yo. Yoko has a tiger mask. They've all got tiger masks. What is this? I wasn't a fan of Viper and a tiger mask. No, I wouldn't mask her at all, but no. it seems to be the, the stable. Yeah. I think they're all part of one stable together, all these girls that have the tiger masks. I'm not I sure. if they're called tiger masks. I'm pretty sure they're not even tiger masks. probably like kitty masks or something. <laughs> it might be some cross-promotion with Hello Kitty or something. I don't know. But um, the main, th- uh, yeah, some of the main points I took out of this match, oh, I love a cannonball. Hell yeah, I was going to point this out. It's your favourite move. I still want to, at some point with my cannonball, if anyone would ever give me the time, because it would probably take most of the match to go, Everyone, I need your attention. And everyone needs to look at me right now. <laughs> Cannonball! <laughs> oh, excellent. So, the vast majority of the match, Viper is dominant. And she jumps her at the beginning in the streamers, which I was desperate for someone yeah. to do because the amount of streamers they have to see a big lass like Viper jump through and drop kick the shit out of her. The, the vision streamers. of that was amazing. It was a brilliant way to really start. Good. I was waiting for it almost since I saw the first set of streamers. <laughs> and the fact it was Viper that did it, I was like, oh, brilliant. Absolutely you love it but um and then the the cannonball to the outside mm. so again you could tell something was happening because we had our um, our juniors on the outside but again flying cannonball off the apron into the crowd on top of yoko w- was great um but yoko bito she's so fast yeah like she's, she's so quick she's getting the crap being out of her in the most of this match but the little bit she does come back with her stiff kicks and such yeah. like she's a strong fast girl like she's really good yeah. and now at this stage as well um after um yoko bito had delivered a suplex to viper yeah which was again another oh another feat of strength pretty impressive yeah i noticed a man in the crowd who was wearing a hat and it looked like he was going to a cricket match <laughs> <laughs> and i thought to myself 
what's this man doing? Little did I know he's the man who then hands out the trophies at the end of the oh, night. Oh, was it him? And oh, I, wow, okay. And I remember saying to myself, saying to myself, oh, that's what that guy was doing while he was looking so intensely at the competition. It's obviously the corporate hat sponsor <laughs> to, to, to fund this tournament or whatever. Um, so yeah, so Yoko B2 wins. Uh, they shake hands at the end. Yeah, match nine. Yeah. And again, match nine, we're only about an hour and a bit into a card. Yep. And I've seen a lot of really good wrestling at this stage. They're cramming a lot in. I always say this match is the match I have the most notes for. Yeah. Uh, my my video package for this one started with Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Oh, excellent. Nice. <laughs> they're going for full big copyright. Oh, yeah, here. definitely. They're not going to mess around. They're not going to go in and like, be unsigned band. No, they're going for... Uh, the big hitters, Drowning Pool, Nirvana, and Queen. <laughs> One of these things does not fit. <laughs> God damn you, Cobain. <laughs> so, uh, opening promos, Iwatani says, uh, the Red Star situation is complicated. Didn't know what she meant at first, but I realised she's talking about the block. The belt. Oh. The block, oh, the oh, Red Star sorry. block. Yeah, see, I thought it was the belt as well to start ah, with. I see. I think she's part of this Tiger Mask crew as well because she has a Tiger Mask. Uh, Kagetsu doesn't get a promo here because she had one earlier because she's part of the four-girl crew that were doing it. Uh, I did get a Kagetsu promo. Interesting. Where she was holding what I can have described as Mr. Whippy on a stick. Right. Did you oh, the blue. Ah, oh, but she had a white one for her promo. Oh, and it looked like a bit of ice cream with eyes on a stick. So their gimmick is a little confusing. And this entrance <laughs> definitely threw me to start with. So Kagetsu has a belt, and her friends have signs, and weird things like look like kind of magic wands with poopy colour things on them, or magic whip, or whatever you want to call it. Mr. Them. Whippy. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool whip. They all have Vega masks from Street Fighter 2. <laughs> yeah! Okay. And then they go to a dance routine. I did not see this coming Which at all. Which seemed completely out of. She didn't really want to be part of the dance routine. Yeah, she seemed distant, to say the least. Yeah. But none of the other girls in this group that have all wrestled didn't have the dance routine. None of them had the dance routine. No. Just when Kagetsu comes out, they do the dance routine. She seems like their top heel. Yeah. But she seems really nice. Uh, she didn't come across as nice in the promo. Okay, what happened in the promo? Well, because again, she's basically like... I'm going to pretty much run through you and I'm going to win and I'm going to go on to the final. Was she, was she laughing and smiling as she was saying it? No. Because she is in a lot of the other stuff this evening. very serious. Interesting. Very okay. serious. So she has that side to her. But this match, I'd say, as, again, as you said, like lots of notes on this, had one of the more surprising spots. <laughs> surprising? <laughs> Deadly, dangerous, almost killed us, boss. <laughs> I mean, when that scared I, the shit out of me. When I watch wrestling, what I really like to see, and it ha- doesn't happen enough, is a faction of wrestlers push down the entrance rig and crush another wrestler against a guardrail. It was terrifying. So they've got this archway which holds up the curtains, which is a traditional kind of staging rig. It's like big, cross-hatched steel girders, essentially. They spend ages turning it around, even unveiling a different wrestling promotions logo on the back of it, but let's not go there. (laughs) And then... Kagetsu and her buddies, who I don't know the name of their stable, they push um, this over. It's o- Odeotai. Oh, there you go. That's the name of Odeotai. Awesome. They literally crush her head and neck in between the top of this thing falling and the guardrail to the point where I'm genuinely worried they've snapped her head off. <laughs> She's just going to burst out the top. <laughs> like, if you saw this happening, 
like a new opponent, like the Mike Awesome Shaggy Doodo clip we were looking at where he falls off the bus, <laughs> wouldn't you instantly be like, oh no, and run across and grab that thing and get it off her as soon as possible? But you can tell that there was definite concern of how it had landed on her. Yeah, it, this can't have been planned this way. No. Um, to have her neck and head trapped in between this giant rig and a guardrail at the stage. I'm surprised that Watani could move after that, basically, after being crushed. Yeah, I have no idea how she managed to move. So, uh, one of the stories they're telling in this is Iwatani, I, I seem to think, is one of the top girls because she has the red belt and the white belt. Yeah. Right? And so Kagetsu seems to be the the heel coming up to stop her from getting to the finals. Yeah. Through the promo, uh, Kagetsu is essentially the roadblock that Iwatani has to get through to be able to get to the final. And you could tell that, as you said earlier, that she is the... Looks like she's staged to be the top heel yeah, in, in, yeah. in stardom. It seems to be that way, especially yeah. with the end promos and such coming out, that she seems to be the girl they're pushing yeah. to be a star, and rightfully so. Yeah, because she she's had a different look to a lot of the other girls. Yeah, she's and got you a big bit of makeup on, big bit of face paint, you yeah. know, like... Old, old school Warlord style. Yeah, the big triangle over her eye looked really yeah. cool. Like, I like it. And she's charismatic, enigmatic. Yeah, she's, she, she's, she's ready to go. She's not a likeable heel, no. I'd say. But it's, it's, it's a similar thing to... I mean, not character-wise, but how people, I think, would see them is they respect him for his, his character's work ethic, but they don't like him as a... They don't like the Miz's character. Yeah. Whereas Kagetsu, they're like, I respect you as a heel, but I can't possibly cheer you because you're just a nasty piece of work. Yeah. Which the, I means this dance routine throws me off even more because it's so happy and plucky and, you know, this sort of stuff. I'd like to say I can't be a nasty bastard again, yeah. you know? <laughs> so um, her talent is immediately displayed that as soon as they get um, Iwatani back in the ring Kigetsu goes for a 450 and the speed she whips around this 450 is incredible that's called the Odeo Coaster okay nice I like it that's awesome um, my, my, I've already written down here like two moves in this match is incredible and I'm loving every moment of it because it's terrifying yeah. pretty much so intense mm. so intense throughout yeah this, this again is super super stiff um, probably the stiffest match of the night. Yeah. Iwatani comes back at one point and just the throws like about 34 arms as hard as I think she possibly can. And you can tell that Kagetsu is going to take them quite comfortably as yeah. a pro wrestler. And like, you know, these girls are tough. Kagetsu certainly starts to become more heelish as this match goes on and starts to really get across that character. She's being very cocky and brash and such as she's beating the crap out of Iwatani. Um, uh, yeah, the selling again on this match is absolutely on point. They do this thing where they whip their head backs, whip their heads back and really sell these manoeuvres and such. And Proper like, snapping motion, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit scary at times, but it really, really is effective. I think this is the kind of thing that Sami Zayn is better than most people in the world at, is that you throw a punch at him and he'll sell it like he's been shot. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. But it's not excessive selling. Yeah, It's not like hammy selling. It's a case mm-hmm. of that's made that move look really powerful. Yeah, yeah. So Iwatani goes for a few crucifix pins, which I'm assuming is one of her signature manoeuvres or such. Because she keeps going for it, doesn't she? Yeah, and the crowd seem really shocked whenever she doesn't get a pin on it, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, blue Mist by Kagetsu after a distraction. Uh, kneeling Death Valley Driver, which is pretty awesome. 450, 1, 2, 3, Kigetsu wins. And shoves a poster in her face at the end to kind of like put a stamp on her horrible yeah. heelish tactics. Kigetsu pins Iwatani. I almost got her name. <laughs> Kigetsu pins Iwatani and stops Iwatani from getting to the finals. The bastard, you big meanie. But again, classic storytelling. Yeah. Start and again, it's it's nice that they went for 
long-term booking through the whole tournament and then also people only turned up for night nine you've got a story on the night yeah definitely so it makes sense they go through I can't help but think the final match would have been better if it was Kigetsu and Tony Storm yeah I think um, the final so they end up being Yokobitsu and um, Tony Storm yep it was very pedestrian yeah the final still a very still a very good match but I didn't feel that there was anything at stake. Yeah, very much so. Um, I will say at this point, I'd seen a spoiler just before I watched this that Tony uh, okay. won. And so I knew Tony was going to win it. So, But then when I started up to watch this match, I saw there was about 20 minutes left on the show. I think maybe half an hour left yeah. on the show. And I was expecting a good final slog of these two exhausted from the match. You go around this Yoko Bito guy was beat up by Viper for about 10 minutes straight yeah. before coming to this match. And Tony Storm had a match with Kaylee, Kaylee Ray coming into this where she also had pretty strong strikes and such happening. And so for this ma- final match to only go five minutes... About five minutes? Have you got a time? Eight minutes, 17. Eight minutes, 17. Okay, so yeah. a bit more than five, but not a lot. But one of the one of the mid-level matches, so you, as you said, you'd expect a final to be the the big the big thing. Um, yeah, and, bit, and, and, bit and anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've got. Anticlimactic finish. Um, frantic start, the suicide dive by Storm, followed by um, a B-driver on the outside, yeah. as well by Beto. Mm-hmm. I thought the match was quite slow. There was a really there was a stalling STO spot here. Yeah. Where Beto wasn't yanking back on it. It was very Cena STO sort of yeah. spot, you know, just kind of laying there. And you could tell that they were just, I think, both exhausted and just kind of wondering what the next phase of this match was gonna be. But uh, so from a note standpoint, mm-hmm. um I've only got other than they kicked out of each other's finishes. Yeah. I've only got the finishing sequence and what happened afterwards as highlights for the match. That's pretty much the match. Yeah. There wasn't a great deal that happened here. But it took the, the match finished when Storm basically hit three of her cradle sort of snap pole drivers in a row yeah. for the win. So, so don't, don't ever kick out because if not you'll be hit with three. Because <laughs> she kicked out a one and then she yeah. had three more afterwards. And so, so she basically ate four of those like snap Jesus. pole drivers. And they did this safely as well. It's quite impressive. But I like that after the match, straight away, one of their medics ran and started spray, spraying Yoko with some kind of magic spray, which they have in football. The cold oh, spray, yeah. I'll yeah. spray this on your neck because clearly you've just eaten three pile drivers. <laughs> um, but yeah, very anticlimactic. Not really much of a story told in the ring. No real passion of, I really want to be the winner. No no real peril yeah I thought especially after the Kagetsu uh, Iwatani match that had that great story of her trying to stop her getting to the final Uh, and especially the couple of matches before that as well this this did feel like a letdown in the final I wouldn't expect them to go further especially if you think about what they're comparing this to like the G1 for example that final match is always a slog it's like how many big kind of finishes can we hit to finally get this momentum and they kick out of everything and you know I expected that from this I like this a bit of a warm down yeah Tony Storm gets a crown a cape and a very very nice trophy from the gentleman win the hat that we spoke the, the, about the cricketer. Earlier. Disappointed the trophy was not like a massive four tiered four pillar Champions trophy. League sort yeah. of like size maybe or something. I, I like the fact though, you know, thinking long term that if people have to travel around or maybe travel home with this cup, nice nicely fits in the luggage. Yeah, that's a fair point. You're not yeah. gonna have to pay any extra to get it in a hold. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> 
So then, the, this is kind of was interesting to me that everyone almost got a trophy at this point, like participation. Participation trophy, yeah. Now, did you get translations for what these trophies were? <laughs> no, none at okay, all. Okay, I won't go over them all. Um, I didn't actually write them down because there's quite a lot of them. I started to and then was like, screw it. So there are four things like best match of the night, best victory of the night, strong style award, the the fighting spirit awards they are specific awards they're not just participation uh, okay for me if someone if i was booking this i would have tony storm in the ring by herself ticker tapes happy music everyone fucks off at the end yeah you know? i think so yeah um because everything else yeah you want to know but you could release it on your website afterwards who won the, the fight of the night who won the strong style award um it was an odd finish and then everyone posed at the end for a big big photo at the end all hit, all rivals all friends all in the ring yeah waving their trophies we are stardom yeah yeah exactly um, and I think that's how I think they end a lot of their shows though yeah we are stardom so you know there's these awkward promos before yes you didn't get subtitles them did you no I did okay okay so briefly just to go over what happened Tony does a very shouty promo yes which is very awkward Mayu Iwatani uh, still with mist all over her face from earlier in the night, um, has the red belt and the white belt. Okay, Tony challenges for the red belt because she wins this tournament. Yep. Okay, so then Jungle, Kagetsu, and a couple of others all then ask for shots at the white belt. <laughs> so stick with me. <laughs> Kagetsu and friends will challenge for the artist belts. Okay. But only if they get a tag title match. Fuck's sake, I don't care what they're going on about anymore. <laughs> okay, so it's very much you can have a shot of my belt if me and my friends can have a shot of your friends' belts, etc., etc. This goes on for like 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the whole end of the show. And to the point where Tony eventually picks up the mic and goes, Are we all done yet? <laughs> can we please get on with the show? I've won this tournament. I should be celebrating. Yeah. It's very, very strange. Odd um, finish. That's pretty much it. And then we kind of fade to black. That's the end of the yeah. night. We get a ticker tape at the end. As well, oh, I didn't get the ticket tape, but already cut off for the uh, the end of Samurai TV. Oh, okay, R- right at the end, it's yeah. Tony in the ring by herself, and she gets oh, the golden yeah. ticket tape. I explosion. didn't get that, and she didn't see it coming either because you could see she was properly like, "Oh wow, this actually <laughs> happened." You know? <laughs> but no, I think overall for a show, um, what would you rate it? I know we don't really want to do it in ratings, but what in terms of a Meltzer star rating? I don't really want to call it Meltzer star rating, but yeah, okay, let's let's go it's... for uh, out of five cornflakes. Okay, out of five uh, cornflakes. I'd give this a solid four. I'd go solid four cornflakes yeah. for this. I really enjoyed it. Start to finish, there wasn't anything I thought, ugh. As yeah. I said, I, I've been a bit critical of the final because that's what I'd expect of the final. If this had been a match earlier in the card, I'd be like, that's a really good match. Mm-hmm. I understand that you know she's got to go overboard. Tony Storm's got to go overboard of her finishers to get the wing because someone's kicked out. But for a nine-week payoff? Yeah. it's If we'd watched the whole sort of nine shows and then that had been the final I yeah. would have been maybe a little bit underwhelmed mm. but I also wonder as well as you said if it's they're knackered by come the end of the show they just want to get this presentation bit out of the way I wonder how how many days prior to this they were also wrestling for maybe yeah. different promotions or the cards before this like show 789 or whatever yeah but I'd I'd definitely watch the 2018 one uh, definitely I'll, I'll catch the finals at least I don't think I'll watch the whole Grand Prix no, no I, I won't watch the whole thing but when I get to the finals I think I'd be keen to watch this again and I'd mm. say from my first experience watching a full stardom show start to finish very enjoyable yeah I really enjoyed four or five of the women here I think they're probably some of the best wrestlers in the world yeah 
they're resting in Curricon Hall. It yeah. is, it is, it's, um, it's, it's a cordoned it, off Curricon Hall, but it's still a lot of people. He says 750. 763. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. That's a good draw for like just a female exclusive promotion. Yeah. Exactly, especially if they've already had all the build-up to the finals as well. Mm. It's definitely a promotion I think a lot of female wrestlers want to work for. And you see with the talent they get to work with, they must pick up so much by being away working with the, these different these different talents. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you're going to watch a Joshi show, watch this one. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely outstanding. I've watched a couple of uh, Joshi wrestlers come across for Shikara and a few other indie promotions over the years, and they're always really entertaining and vibrant and fun. This was this was taken more seriously than I expected it to be taken. Yeah. It was it had its weird wacky Japanese gimmicks and such in there, but the actual wrestling is is second to none. Yeah. As you say, there's there's five star matches here. Definitely. I definitely recommend watching this. And cool. thoroughly enjoyable. So are you ready for a Wrestle League update? Let's do it. Do right. a Wrestle League update. Okay. So I updated our spreadsheets uh, earlier. Uh, last week you got a grand total of three points. I did. I did not have the greatest of weeks. Last week I got a total of ten points. Uh huh. So, Monday Night Raw of your three wrestlers. Sorry, your five wrestlers. Five, I say. <laughs> Braun Strowman did not wrestle. I noticed this. Yep. I actually watched Raw this week. Oh, so, did you? Yeah, for the first time in a long Ziggler time. Ziggler did not wrestle. He did not. It cut a promo. Both of them did. <laughs> like <laughs> Alexa Bliss was in a tag match. Lost. Yep. yep she did. Yep. Matt Hardy was in a tag match. Lost. He did, yep. And then on SmackDown, Luke Harper, in a eight-man, sorry, ten-man, lost. I'm having the best time ever with this. <laughs> so in my uh, my team, in fairness, Rollins lost. Okay. So I didn't get any points for that. Bazza Corbs got the pin in the tag. Three points to me. <laughs> Who saw that coming, honestly? <laughs> um, and then over onto Smacky D. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Asuka beat Ellsworth. Excellent. So three points. And AJ beat Shinsuke by DQ, so three points. Nice. So the current points totals are, you got no points this week, <laughs> so you are currently sat on three. This week I got nine points, so I'm currently sat on 19 points. Excellent. But it's pay-per-view weekend, Extreme Rules. This is where your champions will probably come in and win, so it's double points. Now, obviously, we uh, before going to the pod, you have told me that there is a new game, a new wrestle game to play to finish the pod this week, which there includes is. a forfeit. Well, no. This one does not include okay. a forfeit. Next week, uh, okay. we'll, we'll announce what it is in a second, which, which card we're doing and such, uh, after the game. So this week doesn't have a forfeit, but okay. next week's game will, because I think there'll be three of us, Yeah. and so that makes more sense, okay? okay. okay. Uh, I don't know if this third person knows what they're getting into at this point, but like, uh, it could be funny. Well, we'll really find out if they listen to the podcast. Exactly. I love the podcast. Oh, really? So you bought all the, uh, so the props you, you need for this the game? the whole hour of last time? <laughs> <laughs> so this... I. I did uh, I'm going to save that game that I was planning for this week for next week as well because it makes more sense to have three of us. Okay. I've designed a game which I think works, okay? This is pretty out there. It's called the PWI 500 Blackjack Mulligan. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a long time coming up with that name. So first things first, do you know what the PWI 500 is? Yes, it's something I've never been featured on. Okay, the Pro Wrestling <laughs> Illustrated Top 500 Wrestlers based on essentially... Oh, I can't think of a different word, kayfabe. So the PWI 500 is based on who's actually won belts and matches, not necessarily who's the most technically gifted wrestlers or whatever it may be. Hence why Hogan used to win it all the time back in the day, because he would yep. win every match. So 
let me run through this and hopefully you'll get it first time. If not, once you play it a little bit, you'll start to pick it I up. I think I can see where it's going. Okay, have you ever played Blackjack? Yes. So 21, yep. this sort of game. Okay, it's based on that, but to you, for you to play against the house, which will be me, okay, we can't quite do it like that because it makes it too obvious. It's just it would be wrestlers representing numbers, essentially. Yeah. So each wrestler on the PWI 500's top 20... Okay. Okay, so just the top 20 guys. Their position on that top 20 represents their value. Okay, makes sense. Okay, so if Tax Williams was number one, he'd be worth one. Okay? <laughs> if Tax Williams was number one on PWA 500, all the other rest in the world would have died. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if he was worth 20, he'd be worth 20 points. Yep, okay. Okay, okay awesome, sweet. Are we just talking about the 2017 list? Or we, we are talking about the 2017 okay. list, yeah, because 2018 isn't out yet. Yeah. Okay. When I, was made, I was making sure it wasn't historical. No, 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 just 2021 Hogan's. So this game only works... Uh, with a certain list once. So yep. we can repeat the game, but we have to change which list we're using every okay. time we do it. That's right. Because you'll start to learn the list which ruins the game. Yep. Okay. okay. So the card value, as we're going to call wrestlers' cards, okay, just to go with yep. it, the card value is determined by the wrestler's position on the top 500, yep. right? Uh, we will only be using the top 20 positions, okay? The house picks three random cards, okay? I have a randomizer with all 20 listed, yep. which I'm very proud okay. of, okay? And I create a score. <laughs> Okay, so I pick three guys, I, I get a 20, a 10, and a 3, I have 33. You've bust. Uh, no, there's no busting. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay. 33 would be the house's score. Okay. All right? Your target is to get as close to my score as possible. Right, okay. Okay? So, the aim of the game is to get as close to the house's score as possible. Any over or under is taken as your score. So if I score 30 and you score 35, five. you have 5. Yep. If you score 25, you also get 5. Yep, makes okay? sense. Get me? Yep. Awesome. How long do you take thinking of this game? A lot. It's quite complicated, <laughs> I'm aware. If you stick with it, yep. it works no, really well. This, this is the kicker. This is where it's the good bit, okay? You will be told the wrestler's name before deciding whether to twist or stick. Okay? So the challenge is to know roughly where they would be listed on the PWF 500 to guess their value to decide whether you want to add that to your score. Yep, okay. Okay, so if you have, say, a wrestler who is outstandingly good, you know they're going to be a low-value score. Yep. But if they're not the best in the world, but still top 20 on the PWF 500, so they're all good, you know, um, then, you know, they're going to be worth higher value, so yep. therefore may, may put you well over my score. How many sticks and or twists am I allowed? Okay, as many as you want. Brilliant. Okay, there are five rounds, and you need to score under 21 to win. Okay? Okay. So it's about an average of four, I think. So it's less than that. It's about an average of three you need to get close, okay? Oh, this is brilliantly convoluted. It is, it is. But let's start playing and <laughs> okay. it. It works audibly as well, which is what I threw me the most, okay? okay? So when I pick my wrestlers, okay, this is all randomization. I, I, when I pick, I will give you the value. I won't tell you the wrestlers' names, though. Okay. Because obviously that will give away their scores and yep, such. Yep, that's fine. Okay? So I'll pick three. Hopefully your, your, I know your math is better than me. So you're going to keep track of this, okay? So six. Yep. Fourteen. Easy maths. And 14. Okay, so you can pick the same card twice. Yep, okay. Okay, so 28. 34? Yep, well Okay, done. so you now need to get to 34. Okay? okay, your first wrestler is Kushida. Do you know who Kushida is? New Japan guy, junior? Yep. Okay, I'm assuming you want to twist on Kushida and you want to take that card, because you don't have to take the first card, obviously. But as I'm 34 and the highest you can get is 20, you're probably going to want to take that first card. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, so Kushida is 20. Yep. He's the the, low, the highest point score you can get. Okay. 
Next card is Randy Orton. Do you want to twist on Randy Orton? Yes. Or stick? Okay. Randy Orton is 13. So you're up to 20. You're up oh, to I, forgot, I don't know why I keep on thinking I'm supposed to get to 21. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're up to 33 already. Okay. My score is 34, wasn't it? Right, so I need a card. Huh? <laughs> Your next card is Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, I'll take Nakamura. Yeah. Are you sure? You're one away from my score. So you're on 33, right? Yeah. And my score is 34. So if you twist... Oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll just leave it. You're going to stick where I'll you are. I'll stick where I am, thank you. Very sensible. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura is worth six, okay? So your score currently is one. Yep, yeah? okay. Should we write this down? Uh, I'll, I'll write it digitally. <laughs> thank you very much. So your score so far is one. Amazing. After one round, you've got one point. That's pretty decent. See, I mean, 21's not too unattainable, okay? <laughs> Starting to get how the game works. Yep. Excellent. Okay, so I've got one. Okay. Okay, next round, I'll pick three. So 16, 18, and 9. What does that come to? 41. 41, okay. So your first wrestler is Kenny Omega, and obviously you're going to take it. Okay, five. Okay. Next one is Tetsuya Naito. He had quite a good 2017, didn't he? And these big numbers. Yeah. So I'm going to say no. You're not going to say... But if you... If how you, how, you how many cards do I get? You can only twist or stick. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take it then. So you have to twist, yeah, you see yeah, what I mean? Fine, okay, yeah. so that's 12. So I'm 17. What was my tally? 41. Okay, cool. Your math is so good. I'm terrible at numbers. <laughs> I probably shouldn't design this game with terrible numbers, okay? Okay, Bray Wyatt. Take. Okay, 15. 15, so that takes me up to 32. Ooh, I'm getting close there. Mm. Okay, Bobby Roode. I'll take Bobby Roode. Okay, Bobby Roode is 9. Very low for what I thought. So that takes me to 41. I'm going to stick. Awesome. So you're three. <laughs> was my score 44? 41. Four, was it 41? Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so you're still on one point. Yep. Two rounds in. Excellent. See, it's easy. <laughs> okay. But then you know at some point you're going to get like a high score and yeah. be like, oh, fuck, I'm like 15 over or whatever. <laughs> okay, so my score is 14, Yep. 17, and 4. 35 35 okay I'll try to remember that this time 35 okay so your first wrestler is Kevin Owens I'll take Kevin Owens 3 okay great Roman Reigns take 4 7 right great Bray Wyatt take 15 22 so you're 22 and my score's 35 okay? okay so you're getting close yep Tetsuya Naito take 12 stick <laughs> what does that put you at? Uh, 4, 7, 7, 15 20 so plus how much was Naito? Uh, 12. 12. 15 plus 7, 22 plus 12, 34. I'll stick at 34. 34. Okay, so you're one off. So you've got yep. a score of two at this point. Yep. Three rounds in, you're well going to make it. Okay, so uh, my next one. Oh, mine is so high scoring. Whenever I practice this, I'll get like five. <laughs> I'm getting 17s and 15s every time. This fucking randomizer is screwing me over. Two. Yep. Three. Oh. And two. Oh! <laughs> so you're on uh, nine. Yeah, so you've got okay. to get nine. Okay, your first pick is Kushida. No. <laughs> so you're going to stick on nothing. We're going to stick on nothing. Sensible, because Kushida is 20. Yeah. Okay? So, so, so that puts me on 11 with one game to go. Yeah. Oh, no. See, this is where it gets oh, awkward. No. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay, last round. Right, 14, 7, and 7. 28. 28. Right, so basically, I need to get to to get to twenty one because mm -hmm. at the moment I got so nine and two, so eleven. So basically, as soon as I get to eighteen, I'm just going to stop because I've got my twenty one. <laughs> okay. So your first one's Adam Cole. 
Bye bye. Take. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Fourteen. Okay. Neville. But you need to get to eighteen, don't you? Hmm. So you can only twist or stick. Either you stick with what you've got. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll have to take Neville. You have to take it. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. Twenty-five. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> and you win. Amazing. Hey. So my black uh, PWO five hundred blackjack mulligan. <laughs> that, that's longer than the podcast. It <laughs> <laughs> was quite quick actually. It was only a few minutes. We got through it. Yeah. Oh, we talk about the title. No, oh, no, no. The time. Oh, I like nice. that. Good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I spent a lot of time coming up with that. You can find me on Twitter at Rich Be Thy Name. Yours is at the Tex Williams. Awesome. You can also find us both on Instagram under the same names. Yeah. We've also got a Facebook.com forward slash World of Wrestling Podcast. And uh, probably the best place to find all the links to all the the different places this podcast streams and you can subscribe to it and such is just on our website, which is world of wrestling podcast.com. But search Stitcher, Tune FM, whatever it is that you tune in, something FM, I don't know, I've lost track of it. FM player, tune in radio, yeah, Stitcher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. SoundCloud, Acast. YouTube, everywhere. Okay, just search World of Wrestling Podcast, you'll find us. Next week, we are going to be doing the G1 special from New Japan and San Francisco, which happened just the week previously gone, which you haven't seen yet. No, nope, not yet. I'm going to be watching it this week. Cool. I watched live, but I'd also been working for 12 hours during that day. So I was very, very sleepy while I watched it live. So I'll need to watch it again. We've recorded this early today because we're off to go watch the semi-finals of England in the World Cup. If anyone says to me it's coming home again, I'm going to kick you in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, it's been absolutely lovely. Uh, thank you for suggesting this card. I wanted to watch some stardom, so it was yeah. a lot of fun. All good. All right, take it easy, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.